Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. And I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, I thought this was going to be one of those shows where we're really going to have to figure out something to talk about (laughs) until Microsoft decided to release their details on the Series X, and then it was like, oh, good. You gave us a a sort of a headline thing to talk about. And uh, just before we get started, this is episode 214 of the show. And, well, we are, of course, the official video games podcast at WTMNet.com and association with Last Word on Life. So thank you always to them for having us on there and we're on pretty much every podcast place you can think of you know all the major ones youtube spotify iHeartRadio, itunes or well it's apple podcast now stitcher all those places if we're not on your favorite service let us know w2network at gmail.com and i will uh, make sure to help you out there and of course go review us on podchaser that play I love the fact that they actually send me emails every week about how to do this thing on there or do this thing on there it's actually a, a pretty neat thing hopefully it keeps growing and I love their thing that they have like where they actually try to connect you with other podcasters to try to either have guests or for you to be a guest on on their show so we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes maybe we'll, we'll uh, have guests again on the show um we haven't had one since mark and jens did uh the interview with natalie who does our intro now for the show yep. so well uh certainly well. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead mark i'm sorry i said and she does it well <laughs> yes she does it great I'm, I'm happy that um you know we actually have like an official <laughs> official person that does voice acting doing that now so uh Makes it sound a little bit more professional, I guess. So, certainly, Mark, uh, you've been playing some things. I haven't played anything this week, so this will probably be a little short. Uh, yeah, I got I got back into WoW. <laughs> How is that I feel, going? I, I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I, I keep getting, like, year-long codes from people, like, who work at Blizzard. The last one I got, this I mean for this year, the, the my friend was like, "Yeah, I'm never gonna play WoW," and they keep giving us to the giving us these. So here you go. And my response was, "I thought I was done with WoW, but you dragged me back into it." Well, they, I mean, hey, why not use your free code, right? Yeah, uh, they, it's a little different from when I played it a few months ago. Like they added, like they upgraded a few new areas or old areas to new areas. Uh, and I think, like, the game is, like, done now, or, like, the expansion, at least. 
but it's fine. You know, it's wow. Yeah, Don't they have another just... expansion coming? I'm sure. Yeah, or... I think Shadowlands. I think that's what it's called. to do out this year. That's like when you explore the Death Realm or whatever. So that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I find WoW very just deeply frustrating because the things I want to do, I can never like. I want to get this one mount from you know this boss, and you can't just kill it over and over. You're on like you can only kill it once a week, and it's like I've killed this guy, you know, 160 times already. How many more times do I have to kill him to get until I get this one thing I want? Instead of fucking 30 gold or whatever. <laughs> Give me the cool crap. Give me the thing I want so I can move on with my life. <laughs> right, I want uh, this stuff so I don't have to keep playing this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I did this. Well, uh, the problem with WoW is like a lot of stuff is like on like week-long timers. So like Tuesday is like the refresh. So it's like, okay, Tuesday, I now have to go back into the... Uh, panda land and kill these three bosses and I'll never get anything from them. If I could just kill the boss over and over until I got my one drop, then I'd be fine. Uh, the big thing I well, I just got like a few hours ago with Mega Man Zero collection. Well, so I mean, Zero. I was... I know uh, you I played you Mega Man... played much of it. So. Yeah, I just played Mega Man Zero a little. I got like three or four stages beat. Uh, it's weird. Because, like, the controls are really adapted to, like, how you would adapt a Game Boy Advance controller to be. So, like, you have shoot and run. Or shoot and jump, sorry. It's like, you know, I'm playing on Switch, so it's like B and A. Mm -hmm. And so, like, shoot is, like, your main weapon. You can have a main weapon and a sub-weapon equipped, you know, independent. But to use your sub-weapon, you have to hold down the R button, and then you shoot. I think like, this, this is awkward. Yeah, why wouldn't, that... you, why wouldn't you just make this another button, like Y or X? And, and then L... no remapping at all? No, no, actually there is, but I don't know if you can remap that specifically. If you can just remap it to a button. I hope you can. I should dig into it. And then, like, to dash is on the L button. That's not Yeah, this, that. this is awkward. I've seen games where the dashing is on the L and R. Yes, but not when you have... The, the games like that have all the other buttons in use. <laughs> and it's oh, like, yeah. well, it's because they're adapted from the Game Boy. I mean, they only had four buttons, or essentially, so that's what they did. But uh, other than that, I mean, my fears are a little confirmed. Like, the resolution is... Grognard ugly, I think. They do have a filter to like smooth it out a little, but it's like this the text in this game is still huge on my TV. <laughs> like and I'm probably, I have a does barely... it look good portable or have you not tried it yet? I haven't tried I mean it might look better, but then I can't use my I can't easily use my uh gamepad, which is that's the reason I want it on Switch. Well yeah, I mean that's I mean, the it'll thing be nice is... to is on the other modes, you'd have the problem... I mean, like, on PS4, Xbox One, PC, you'd have the problem of... It doesn't look great on your TV, and you can't... You don't yeah, have the option I mean, to play it portable, so... If, if it was, I mean, I should actually try it on, like, just the handheld mode. I mean, I'm sure that would look a lot better, but then... Yeah, it's because the Switch resolution is so much lower than, you know, a TV. Right. <laughs> like, I, 
I have a pretty small TV, actually, in my room. It's, like, only, like, 21 or 23 inches. So, if you're playing this game, like, some 40 or 50-inch TV, you'd be like, Oof. wow, these letters are huge. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's probably not going to look very good blown out that much at all if it doesn't look great on a 20-something TV. Well, I, have, I should actually try to pick up, like, an old Mega Man Zero game or something, because I have that weird ghetto adapter for my Super Nintendo. I can play, like, Game Boy Advance games on my Super Nintendo. I should I compare the two and see how they look. I remember liking the, the Zero game on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. Ace Internet, it's really weird, because, like, like you have the Cyber Elf system, which are basically, like, power-up, like, Shows or Tamagotchis or something, like if you like feed them energy to like use them, they're only like single use, and it's like oh I can stun enemies or I can prevent you from falling for one use, but they're like that's it, like you use it and that's and then they're gone. <laughs> wow. <It's> like, what? <laughs> uh and then like yeah, you power up, you like you level up your weapons independent or like through use. So like my blaster is a piece of crap. My like Z saber is like. That has like a lot of experience to be gained, so I'm like, that's like two or three levels already. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fine, you know. I haven't played. I played the first one of those games a, like a long time ago, but that was about it. So I'm hoping the next, the other three will be a little different. And then I know like ZX and the other one are much more different. <laughs> yeah. So do you know the all the games that are in that? Just for people who maybe don't. It's Mega Man Zero one through four. Because hey, it's Capcom, y'all. Like they crank out sequels like none other. Uh, and then it's ZX uh, and ZX Advent. I okay. guess they were like those were on the DS. And I haven't tried them yet, but they're like they actually have some like weird like faux dual screen setup that you can like use. I think like the D pad, like the analog stick to like screw around with. <laughs> I think it's like weapon switching or something like that. Well, I mean, hopefully you end up liking the whole collection. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, X is fine so far. Or, I mean, not X, Zero. <laughs> I mean, yeah, getting these, keeping these games to get, you know, separated is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, there's so many, so many of those Mega Man games at this point. I wish I mean, so with the collections. I mean, I'm sure now they'll work on like the Mega Man Network collection, and I'll package all those games up. Oh yeah, that'll be your game. I love the first one, and I think I played a few more, and then I stopped. I don't, I don't remember exactly where I stopped. That I remember I watched the anime or something too. Yeah, I think they cranked those things out like crazy. I think it was like. At least five of them, maybe. I mean, six, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot. It was uh, like the yeah. one of the things they could guarantee that was gonna sell on the GBA. And did they make some for the DS? I can't remember. Or was it all GBA? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, there's at least six six Battle Network games, Jeez. and then a few. A few like network transmission and like other crap, and then they also did the Pokemon things, like where it's like, oh, Mega Man Network Three, there's the blue version right. and the white, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man. 
Yeah, I do remember that. I was like, I think that's when I stopped. I was like, oh, yeah, we're getting into the thing where we're releasing two versions. Yeah, this is this is getting too much. <laughs> yeah. So, any more on uh, the Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC? Yeah, I I finished like, at least one more mission. It's still hard. Uh, uh, and I'm still losing characters like left and right during missions. I think it's pretty short. I'm on like chapter four, and I think there's like only seven chapters, which is nice. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, but unless you don't have much more to I, go. Yeah, I'm eager to. Well, I'm eager to go back to the regular game and just start blowing through it like I did the last time. <laughs> Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. I bought, uh, I foolishly bought Tilt Brush and I Expect You to Die as VR games from Humble because they said they were Oculus compatible. But they meant you got Steam codes, not Oculus codes. Did you get a <laughs> refund at least? Or? No, because I already used them. I, uh. I maybe I could, maybe I could have gotten a refund, but it's like, damn it! I was like, oh, I want, wanted to use it for Oculus Quest, not tied down to my Steam, you know, my computer for Steam. Like, oh, but the two-hour thing doesn't work for Humble. No. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I think, and it's like no refunds or like very specific cases. I mean, it's just I should have just looked looked closer to you know the store page because I just saw, saw saw I was like oh compatible with all this other, with this crap I'm like all right cool and then, have then you it got says, an Oculus code pod. from Humble before? No, I don't think they actually sell them. Like Oculus is like really closed system. You can't really buy codes from that or from other sites. I thought you maybe maybe you could, but apparently you can't. Well, lesson learned, I guess. You can't. Yeah, you can't. There's no, you can't like gift games, or you can't like. I think there is like a wish list thing, but that's like the only way you can like get a game from someone else. Ooh. Like, there's no like, you, there's no like voucher. Like, let's say that Doctor Who games on the Oculus Quest. Let's say I wanted to review it, and you were gonna grab it for me. I would have to like put it on my wish list, and then have you buy it through that. You can't just buy like $20 of Oculus yeah, you... credit and like send it to me or, oh, you know, dang. code or anything like that. Yeah. I can't gift it to you. It, yeah. It's like, this is not like, this is not user friendly that much. Yeah. Considering valve is the one that makes uh steam. You would think, uh, well, no, this is all Facebook, yeah, Facebook maybe doesn't really care whether <laughs> you can, yeah, have it work with Steam or not, you know? They're Facebook. They have their own thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, I have not played anything. I'm waiting on a few responses on... Not that, you know, because... Not that I won't uh, buy anything, just... Um, so I'm still going through a transition with this new job, and I make at least... Five dollars less than I made at my other job, um, so having to deal with, you know, now your bills are a bit more tight on the purse string, so yeah. you don't have the uh, oh. freedom that you had before. So I, I did, I did, I did play one other thing. 
Yeah, go ahead. We both forgot about it. Uh, Samurai Showdown for Switch. Oh, that's right. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> you don't? Oh, that's not good. Like, I, I recognize that it's a well-made fighting game, and I can see, like, why people would like it. But, like, the way you pull off a super move is, like, you press forward, and then you half-circle back to, like, the back, you know, to the back direction, and then you half-circle forward again. And I hate that. I just want to press down, forward, and two punch buttons, or, you know, maybe, like, forward, down, forward, and two punch buttons, and that's it. And I can never pull it off. I pulled it off like once correctly. That's about it. And I just don't like that. <laughs> and oh, I, well. I realize it's a more technical game. And right. I'm just not suited for it. <laughs> yeah, it always sucks. Like, it's well made. And Go ahead. I, also, I have, like, no attachment to the license at all. Or I have no idea who any of these characters are. <laughs> Yeah, um, I hate I that's happened to me before where you get something and you're hoping it's it's like other fighting you know other kind of games you played and it's not and you're like oh man now I'm reviewing this and it's like I'm gonna sound like I just hate this game and well, I don't really hate this game I just you know. Yeah, it, I, I mean, my review will probably be somewhat positive, but it's like, yeah, it's just not, like, the weapon, like, you can, like, disarm your opponents. Like, you, you know, everyone carries a sword or something. Right, I never That's kind of neat. It's like, you know, it's like Vega from uh, Street Fighter 2. You can knock off his claw or something. But, yeah, I just don't like how the specials work or the super moves work. And that's kind of the thing you like in the, or the you know, the cool-looking things in these games. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they need to come out with a new uh, Bushido Blade. Did you ever play that? I obviously know the name. I know what it is. I never played it, though. It was, it was, yeah, it was an old Square fighting game for, like, the PS1. And it was, like, a 3D arena uh, game. So, like, one hit, and you could, like, cut off someone's arm. Okay. Or, you know, cut off their leg or you know, like one or two hits. Nice. And it, the the whole game, you know, is focused on, you know, you evading your opponent and then, you know, darting in for an attack or you know when they're when they're open. So that's a lot more tactical than you know most fighting games. Boy. Uh. Sorry, you're not uh, not enjoying too much uh, the Samurai yeah, Showdown. Yeah, well, we both forgot about it, so that shows you how, how much of it. <laughs> well, technically it's already been out. It just came out on the Switch. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. it, it looks fine. I mean, it doesn't look degraded like you might expect. <laughs> well, that's a positive, though, at least. Because a lot of times, yeah. since it's already been out on those other systems, though, you won't get the best version on the Switch. So that's... Oh yeah, but I mean that company. I think it's Arc. I don't know. It's not Arc System Works. I don't think. Uh, no, it's. Um, but the Switch is like. Well, SNK and. Uh, yeah, SNK. They do yeah. it. Um, the Switch is like powerful enough for like fighting games because they're, you know, lower overhead than 
you know, GTA five or some big open world game or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, the um, Mortal Kombat's kind of, I mean, obviously yeah. the graphics don't look great, but it's still good on it. You know? Yeah. Or like Dragon Ball Fighter Z works fine on that thing. Yeah. Cause I have it. Well, I mean, that, that's another uh, positive for the Switch. So, you know, hey, if you like Samurai Showdown, maybe go pick if it up. Do you remember Switch what Samurai Showdown was from 30 years ago? <laughs> well, it's a, it's been at at the um, at the fighting game tournaments Evo. and stuff. So, people have probably yeah. seen the the new version of it by this point. If you're a fighting game fan, yeah. But all right. Uh, Moving on from that and getting into uh, the news, just going to go ahead and since Microsoft decided to throw that out there today, might as well since we're getting to the end of February, because next time we do a show, it'll be March already, and we'll be ever so closer to the craziness starting, which March 20th, technically I guess it starts like a week before and March 13th with Neo 2. But the real craziness starts on March 20th, um, so we're we're not too far away from that. It's it's absolutely nuts to say we're getting that close. Uh, but I mean, if you talk to a lot of people, they would say it's been like an absolute drought before we get to that point. So <laughs> they're kind of waiting for these big games to start hitting. Uh, so Xbox games for gold for 20 for March 2020 is uh, Batman Enemy Within, which is the final Telltale game uh, that was made before Telltale uh, well, started, go- yeah, started going into uh, pro issues. And also uh, Shantae Half-Genie Hero, which the Shantae games are great platformers. So definitely pick this one up uh, at the second half of the month if you don't have it already for Xbox One. Definitely pick that up. Uh, something you could probably do without Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. That's a bad uh, game. <laughs> yes, it's it's not. And Sonic Generations is actually a, one of the better Sonic. That, that's one third of a good game. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I say... Like the, one, yeah, go ahead. The early levels, like the first like two levels or like three levels are pretty good, but then it falls apart kind of. <laughs> like, like it, I mean, it does. You have to like, start doing a bunch of like crap for like all sonic's friends like hey you have to race charmy the bee through this level it's like what <laughs> i don't want to do that and then you know i think it was like the sonic colors level took like 20 minutes to get through it's like this Jeez. level is long like holy crap like, thank god they don't, these levels don't have a 10 minute timer anymore <laughs> speaking of sonic i saw that movie okay well i mean I kind of talked about it last week, so what did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was fine. The, uh, like, you know, Sonic's origin is really screwed up because there's, like, two or three different, type, like, origin stories for him. Uh, the comic one is particularly crazy. Uh, so, like, what they did was fine enough. You know, it's very simple. Uh, I thought how the hand of the rings was really weird. <laughs> Because they they're like oh these open portals to to gate to new worlds it's like they didn't do that in the other games I'm like what <laughs> well I think what are they supposed to explain them 
to do in an actual real life setting. I mean, you know, I could, well, I could have seen it. I mean, I would have ditched the rings and had him be like chaos emeralds. Yeah, they could have done that. Especially uh, considering the stuff with the Avengers and all that. I think that would have played in a better understanding actually. Yeah. But, uh, you know, story is fine. Jim Carrey is really good, actually. I thought, you know, nice return to form for him. Uh, my my friend didn't like it. I saw it with a friend. She didn't like it because like a lot of the movie was on Earth. Okay. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> they have to, you know they're not going to have a, a a whole movie based on Mobius or you know whatever Lion Sonic is from. I imagine the sequel might do that. Yeah, I think when when you don't, it's exactly the reason why is the budget. Like, they yeah, couldn't if they were to put it on Mobius or the Mushroom Kingdom or whatever the heck. Um, you know, I think you're you're blowing your budget up way more than you're expecting, and they didn't expect it to make two hundred million. You know, so uh, obviously the second one sets up to where okay, we have expectations for this now okay now we need to kind of deliver on those and you can't have the whole movie set on earth or whatever um i think it's yeah. the same thing with detective pikachu obviously it's a different it's more grounded and more realistic than say the pokemon the other parts of the pokemon series but that's also a reason is it's much cheaper if you can base it on earth and not some mystical poco land where you gotta have a bunch of stuff that people are expecting to see so yeah also i i think sonic and pikachu are both really good examples of you know they aren't the most ambitious movies but both movies have a clear respect for the source material mm-hmm. which is more than you can say for every other video game movie ever except mortal kombat except for, yeah except for that one <laughs> and it's more of a fluke than anything yeah well i mean that's because they just they just did a wacky freaking Mortal Kombat movie, and it was fine. So, um, no, the first one's actually fairly serious. The second yeah. one is a wacky one. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's good though. It like it does yeah. honor Mortal Kombat. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but glad you liked X- it. Yep. Back to Xbox nonsense. Yeah, back to Xbox nonsense. Uh, well, this is not. This is details that I think people want to know. And honestly, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not a tech person, so I don't really care about 12 teraflops and all the junk that they do and whatever. So if you want. Come on, man. Everyone knows the most powerful system is the clear winner. Right, exactly. This is why they bought so many studios, because just having 12 teraflops is going to win the generation for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so, That's why I the mean, original Xbox is such a winner. Well, like, well, exactly. But I think also, you know, what you get using that power to then make awesome games that you can yeah. only get on Xbox and PC is oh yeah is, is helpful like, for you <laughs> so I mean like the original Xbox ran Morrowind not like perfectly but it ran it 
Like, I couldn't imagine trying to run Morrowind on a PS2. It would, like, ass ugly and then crash, like, 20 minutes in. <laughs> right, I mean, it could actually, if they, if the game would have used it, which, you know, that was the thing with StarCraft Ghost, was that it could actually run the, the game at 720p, is the original Xbox could run on 720p if they yeah. ever... But at the time, like, they really didn't have TV... People didn't have TVs yeah. to really take advantage of that, so it was kind of pointless, but... Yeah. Uh, either way, so just to let you know, I'm going to talk about these things, but this is not going to be the podcast where we break down what all that really is and what it's going to do. I care more about the stuff that's not the tech stuff that they announced with this. So I'm sorry if you're one of those people that is super techie and wants to hear all this, that conversation. Uh, so just to run it down, I'm sure most of you probably listening know this stuff already, but uh, so the GPU has is capable of 12 teraflops of performance, which is twice that of the Xbox One X and eight times the original Xbox One, which is crazy. The system can support up to 120 frames per second. Um, so, you know, if you're going to get this version of the Xbox, which we still don't know if there's going to be other, I'm sure there will be other versions of other series of the Xbox um, that will come out. If you just have one of those, uh, like I do, you have the TCL 4K TV that is a 4K TV, but it's not really a gaming 4K TV. If uh, people really go crazy with these Xbox Series X games, maybe you might have to consider investing in another TV to really take advantage of it. But, um, yeah, so... You know, it's going to be doing, uh, it has the capability of doing DirectX ray tracing. Um, so, you know, the lighting is going to look more awesome. And then it has things like Quick Resume, which I think this is cool if you have a lot of friends over and you guys play multiplayer games and you don't want to have to restart the game every time. You can then have. Okay, Fortnite or Mortal Kombat or um, Six C- Rainbow Six Siege or whatever the expansion is going to be called. Uh, available to just pop it open and there you go. Or Borderlands or whatever other multiplayer game you have. And then you have your game that you play by yourself. And that you can both quick resume them. Um I didn't think this is like something that's crazy. If you only play one game at a time, I don't think that having being able to have multiple games suspended at once is that big a deal. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? No, but I think the, I think the larger issue is like how often do you have a lot of people come on coming over? Well, I mean, there there are people that that perhaps do that that aren't us, but that you know the younger crowd or just somebody that. You know, they're more of a casual gamer that they play Call of Duty with their friends or they play Madden with their friends or uh, that kind of thing, you know. Um, So, and they don't want to have to wait for the console to load and then load the game up and do all that. You just have your last game there or, or, hey, your friend needs to leave and you go, okay, well, next time you come over, it's it's there, you know. Um, Like, this might I don't think this is something that's going to sell an Xbox. This is something that you find out you have and you use and cool, whatever, you know? 
Yeah, but I I think you're the the problem is still somewhat overblown. It's like okay, you have a friend coming over. You know how long how how long does it take to load load up a game? Like a minute, maybe two. It's like well, okay, you want to play something else? It's like well, okay. Let's say that the game's digital. It's like okay, let me swap over. It'll be a minute. It's like okay, go to the bathroom or get chips, and it'll be done. Like it's not like it doesn't be instantaneous. Like having a minute or two of downtime is fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is not something that you're really going to hear a lot of people use a lot and just be like, oh my god, I love my Series X because it has the quick resume thing. Like, it's back, something Back that in my can... day. Yeah. No, I was going to just say, back in my day, we had to pop out cartridges and put new ones in. <laughs> we liked it. <laughs> yeah, and then you had to... um wait for that save point that might be 20 minutes away before you went somewhere yeah. <laughs> you know so um i mean obviously the, i think the big thing is that it's gonna have no loading time for that so that's nice and obviously that the games are gonna load faster with the ssd which i think um and also the hdmi 2.1 which will make things look nicer and all that stuff i think those things are cooler um the biggest thing that everybody's been talking about and obviously helps that uh, we had a developer come out and basically just immediately, almost as soon as Microsoft announced this, uh, was already talking about how they were going to use this feature, is the smart delivery. Uh, which is, uh, no matter which version of the Xbox you're playing on, Microsoft will make sure that you've got the best version of the game for your console. And so if you get Halo Infinite on... Xbox One X and you don't need the Series X um, files, you don't have to download them and it won't force you to download them. You'll just download the One X version and then if you upgrade it'll automatically put the Series X version on there and you don't have to pay for it. It's it's free. Um, So CD Projekt Red actually came out in a tweet and said gamers should never have to pay for a game twice and that's why basically for the Series X they will be giving that to you whenever that becomes available because they've already said that they're not going to be making uh, Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk 2077 won't be available at launch for the PS5 and Series X so whenever they do become available you'll get that upgrade for free which I think that's cool do you think that this is something... I mean, Microsoft already said that their first party is going to have this in there. But how many third parties do you think will actually use this? Or do you think that they'll be coaxed into using it if, say, a Cyberpunk or a few others say, okay, we're going to do it? I think No, I think it'll be like last time because Activision, EA, and Ubisoft did it all. I think they'll. I think certain games will have a nominal fee, like ten dollars, like last time, like Call of Duty. But yeah, it can. You know, if you pay the fee, you can get both versions. I foresee, mo- you know, a lot of the uh, launch titles having this. Or, you know, cross-generational titles. Because I think right. it was, like, they're, they're... So you think more will still go the old route of okay, you're gonna have to pay for it again. You don't think? Oh you're yeah. Gonna see more people use this well, where it's free. I mean, I think Ubisoft might be cool with it. It depends. But I think, like, Activision and EA especially will 
force people to pay the ten dollar fee or whatever. Yeah, that that's gonna be the interesting thing is I think if you have enough publishers, third party publishers, come in and say, Okay, we'll go ahead and do it will public pressure especially with, you know, EA and Activision sometimes don't have the best uh, public relations. I mean, they, EA has improved theirs a lot. Uh, EA has improved theirs a lot with the Fallen Order being good. And, you know, re, I mean, obviously that's more Respawn than EA itself. But um, I think it just depends, right? And the bigger thing is, will Sony have something similar to this? Or will they just... I think... Go ahead. I, I, I think they will, but they'll call. I mean, they'll call it something different. But I think it'll be the same thing as, uh, you know, pay us ten dollars and get the PS5 version. I also don't see a lot of Sony Sony games necessarily being cross generational like Xbox games. At least the only two I can see doing that are like Sekiro and Last uh, Last of Us too. You mean uh, Tsushima? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Same thing. Uh, well, like, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think um, Horizon 2 might. I think Horizon 2 is going to be a PS5. They, they are with that. I think that'll just be a PS5 game, period. Not a PS4 game. We'll see. I, I definitely think that it'll be more than just Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. And, um, so... I mean, you mentioned all this, but you forget about the great, but the greatest news about Xbox One X is for the Series X is, I think Phil said that all your accessories will work on the Series X, like all the Xbox One. Oh, X. We knew that already. So yeah. connect connects are still alive, people. <laughs> well, cool. If you're still using it, I don't know why you would. I mean, if you're still playing Everyone Game is. Central or whatever, I mean. That's a great game, actually, but still, like, you know, I, I, I think um, the thing is that this is still not the stuff that I think a lot of people want to hear. It's just the the neat, the the stuff that I think like the hardcore gamers are cool with, but this is not the stuff that the casual gamer is really going to understand and like really like go okay, I'm buying my system because of this stuff. Um. Yeah. And obviously, they, they're holding stuff back for E3, but I'm glad that they're kind of getting this stuff out of the way because I don't want them to spend 10 minutes talking about teraflops and blah, 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 blah. I mean, if they're going to show me video of what this looks like compared to the 1X or whatever, and it's not in CG and it's an actual gameplay, then cool. But yeah. I'm glad that they're getting this stuff out of the way. And now it also makes Sony have to now now there's a lot of talk of people being like, Okay, well, is Sony gonna have anything to say? Is what is Sony's counter to this, I, you know? I I still I think for the next console cycle, I think the PS five will be less powerful than the Xbox One, whatever. Mm-hmm. It won't be like a huge it won't be huge necessarily, but it'll be like a very small disparity. But I ultimately think it just won't matter that much. 
Yeah, it, I don't think it will. It didn't matter this generation. What matters is obviously the games. It always has. Um, I think yeah. services might play a bigger part than the power. Is you know, if Game Pass gains yeah. even more traction, what does that make Sony do? Uh, do we see other I, you know? As I we would like about it already. Go ahead. I would like it if I mean this is impossible, but I would it'd be awesome if Sony just said, "Hey, here's our new PSN store. Every game from the PS1 on, from the PS1 up, is available to buy. Go for it." Wow. I... That, that will never happen, but it would be it like imagine if they did that. Imagine you know every every PS1 game was like five bucks. Every PS2 game was ten. Every PS3 game was like they 20. They won't do that, you know, though. PS... Well, weren't PS4 they, is variable. Weren't they already overpricing the PS2 games with, saying, like oh, $15? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, I, those I, were the remastered more, ones, I guess. It's not It's not about the, really the pricing. It's just, you know, ima- you know, imagine if Sony just did that. <laughs> like, how crazy that would be. <laughs> I mean, that'd be insane. Yeah. I mean, it would be. But... If they say that they're all available to buy, and then it's not like the Microsoft version where if you still have the disc, it works. Or yeah. if you bought it, I mean, if you bought it on PS4 and they remastered it or whatever. But like, I hate the fact that some of these games I bought back on the PS3 or whatever, I'm gonna have to buy again because they couldn't make it transfer or whatever. Right. So. I mean, not that I, I guess if you start, if I went back to my PS3 and counted all the PS1 and PS2 games that I bought digitally on sales and stuff, it'd probably yeah. start racking up. So, oh, yeah. Like, imagine, you know, imagine if you just turn on PS5, my plan, you know, was like that. And it's like, oh, you have access to 600 games from all these all, all these old, old generations of crap. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if they did the Game Pass thing with PS Now all of a sudden, I mean, that'd be insane, like you said. And I think that would certainly uh, give a total, you know, F you to Microsoft to being like, oh, you've been you've been sitting here touting Game Pass this whole time, saying nobody can beat it. Look what we just did. But I can, find it. I can play the, the the Mad 1997 from the PS1 on my PS5. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of stuff they won't be, you know, but, um, I feel like the, that's like the WWE network, uh, you know, of doing things. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I, I there's going to be stuff missing obviously because, you know, places have closed. It's almost impossible to get rights to that game or whatever, but oh, I, don't, I mean, that, that would never happen, but it, I would, it would love just it. So it would be so radical. I would love what you said though, like at least Sony first party stuff and maybe some other uh, third party. Yeah, like, like you know, they, they couldn't get like you know old NHL games or old Madden games because of licenses. Yeah, but, and even I mean, like Tony Hawk's wouldn't work because of like, music stuff. But, like most games don't have licensed music. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're not tied to certain like you know like, a real life person or something. Yeah, like, especially if hey, a games had a remaster or whatever. Like, what would be the big deal wanna, about putting the original version on there? If you want to go play Rascal from the PS1, or, you know, uh, Fighting Force from Eidos from the PS1, here you go. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing if, if that really comes to pass, because...
that's still a rumor. Sony hasn't ever confirmed that their backwards compatibility is going to go back that far. Uh, we, they have confirmed the PS4 backwards compatibility, but not confirmed the other ones. Which I mean, it's a big rumor. People keep talking about it and stuff. I, it's, yeah. I think it's a big hope. But this is also something that like we talk about a lot, and Microsoft, you know, has shown numbers previously about it. But again, I don't think this is something that to the casual, um, it sells a console. I think it's something that you talk about. It's something that we as people that play games a lot, that have nostalgia for those games, that, that are still thinking about those games and whatever. We talk about it. It's like a wish we have. But when push comes to shove, do you really go back and play those old games? Um, uh, I mean... Know? Look at like the NES and SNES stuff for the Switch. Yeah. Like, yeah, some people will. I mean, it's you know, crap like uh, oh, what is it like, Road Rash 3D or I mean, I like that game, but or you know, certain old you know PS1 or PS2 stuff. It's like no, like is anyone anyone going to care about R- Ratchet and Clank, the four of us, what the fuck that game was called? Like no, but mm-hmm. someone might, and it just it'd be nice to have you know, a place for every all that stuff to be on, you know, on there. Like, my column for uh, 411 just, you know, a few days ago was about, like, games of uh, ports, games I want to see ports of, because certain games are, like, stuck in an old platform, and will never see the light of day anywhere else. Yeah, and I mean, that's... So many people have those because... Yeah, like it's a it's a thing. I mean, I, of... I, Go ahead. Like I'd love to see like Mega Man or not Mega Man, Metal Gear Solid Three on a re, you know on a recent system, or you know Tokyo Jungle on a PS4 or PS5. But the odds of that aren't great. <laughs> yeah, and I mean there definitely have to be a lot of, and even having fan support doesn't necessarily guarantee it because we've seen that for various game series in the past. And yeah, but then, like, you know, look, yeah. look at, like, Wonderful 101, that Kickstarter for, from a few weeks ago. Right, like, right, exactly. Luthorall was, like, and like, that was a pretty, it wasn't, like, the like the most unknown game, but that was a fairly niche title, for, even for the Wii U. So it's, like, good for them. Oh, <laughs> no, it, you know, for sure. If, if there was a, uh, you know, a Kickstarter for Tokyo Jungle to be on PS4, like, you know, someone had ported it over, I'd sign, sign up immediately for it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think also that helps that, you know, Tencent made that, made that uh, helping, gave that helping hand to Platinum for them to want to self-publish and all that stuff as well. But I think that's the thing is there's so much that goes into that happening and like we saw with um, the Xenozaga report that they took that to a focus group and apparently it didn't pass that they, they didn't think it was going to make enough money so it wasn't oh, yeah. worth it you know or like I think there was like they were going to try to port Rock Band 4 to PC and they set up like a fig for like $500,000 and they got like 80 grand and that was about it yeah and they said nope like, yeah that, that's not surprising. Uh, you know, or the Skies of Arcadia one that we talked about, um, yeah. you know, a month ago, whatever. Like, So, I, 
if if that if it you know if we see that happen we're like you know like crash where it'd be crazy to me if we don't see a new crash game with all the love it's received with all these remasters and and the remake you know all that stuff so uh you know it can be positive and negative when you go back to the well and and bring back these these old games and if you have so many more of them available for people to play again especially for sony that has such a catalog yeah um it would be really cool for them i i just hope sony does uh, it with with all this stuff being available now it'd be kind of crazy for sony not to have any of this stuff in the pipeline yeah it would amaze me completely if sony just comes out and goes we don't think that stuff's important. None well, of this stuff that Microsoft is doing, we're even bothering with, aside from the whole, uh, you know, smart delivery thing and the PS4 stuff being backwards compatible. It'd be kind yeah. of weird to me if they they didn't have a counter to that at all, you know. I want to say this was this was a few years ago. There was some Sony executive. Who said, and I'm, like this is a quote, he said, no one cares about old games. Yeah, no, yeah. That's. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, who was it? I think it was Jim Ryan. Mm-hmm. With some Sony. I don't know if he still at the company or not. Yeah, because I think it was when they were saying, why were they taking out the. Well, this is like why... 2017. So, so, I mean, this was already after the fact. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like that's a profile. Like, that's a profound, like, not understanding the market, you know, or the the audience correctly. Well, but like you, like we talked about, I think, you know, was it last week when we talked about the Game Pass thing? Microsoft is doing, did all this stuff out of necessity, right? Yeah. They, they made themselves a lot more pro-consumer. Because they had to do something to get people to pay attention to them. So now all yep. these pro-consumer things they've done are stuff that everybody wants to see them, wants to see everybody else doing. And Sony doesn't have to play ball that way. And Nintendo's yeah. doing it on the cross-play front, but they're certainly not doing it on, in other ways. I mean, their sales are Nintendo-ish sales where you're not going to see their games dip below very much. Um, and they came out with that deal with Walmart instead of, you know, doing something on their digital store. So, you know, uh, I think we're starting to see some people do it, but Microsoft's going to have to show a lot more in this generation for everybody to do it. Yeah. So... I think, again, these are all cool things that Microsoft promised here. I think it won't mean hardly anything if uh, CD Projekt Red is the only third party that that gives the the upgrade for free. If everybody else says, no, we want our $10, then... I don't think it means very much. Well, it's, it's interesting that, like, season passes or, like, online passes, that was big last generation. That pretty much went away this generation. Well, the battle pass is the 
thing now. Well, that's di- I mean that's different. I mean you're not you're, you don't have to pay to do multiplayer. That's the thing. Right, but you're paying for the new content, which is kind of like the season but, pass, and the season pass thing is still there for like Call of no, Duty. No, I, I, don't, I, I guess I should rephrase. I don't mean season pass. I mean the online pass. You know, oh, okay, okay. like yeah, yeah, the cat DLC, or it's like hey, hey, you have to pay ten dollars if you bought Battlefield Four used because the code is already you know used by someone else. That that stuff. Oh, that's oh my god, that stuff was so terrible and it was so anti-consumer and so ridiculous. Yeah, like that. That was pretty late in that generation console generation cycle, but it completely went away this one. Oh well, that's because like, they know. they didn't need it when they did found loot boxes and all that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, look at like, I mean, they went too greedy with that, so they had to really dial that back mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I mean, look at EA; they're having to announce every time they announce a game now. This won't have this. So, yeah, I mean. That's kind of their their problem, is they they got too greedy and now there's an immediate backlash on that stuff now. Yep. Uh, well, speaking of CD Projekt Red, uh, they are now Europe's second most valuable developer behind Ubisoft, and they are have a market valuation of eight billion uh, now behind uh, Ubisoft's nine point five two billion, and you know The Witcher three Netflix helped Witcher 3 Wild Hunt sell a lot. And, of course, the Switch version came out as well. And then, you know, it doesn't help that they have Cyberpunk waiting in the wings there, too. I mean, did you ever think, like, when you're sitting there playing the old Witcher games, CD Projekt was going to become this such a huge developer like it is now? Oh, I knew, even back then. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's kind of the same thing that happened to, like, uh, Bethesda. You know, when they were cranking out, like, Morrowind and Oblivion, it's like, what? These people, you know, they're a smallish studio, mm-hmm. but they're not huge. And then, you know, they just become gigantic at a point. Or, you know, the games just keep selling over and over. That, yeah. Or even, like, you know, Bioware. Like, EA is trash Bioware. But, I mean, they were lucrative in the first place or because, you know, they had such a hardcore fan base. That's what made them attractive to buy, and then he fucked them all up. <laughs> I, I think what's even more surprising with CD Projekt Red is it's it's one series, basically. It's yeah, they've like, made four games. They're like you know they made like you know six games or whatever. They're not like huge. Right, and it's like Witcher Three is the one that basically really just catapulted it, and you know all these other. Uh, publishers we're talking about ubisoft that has so many franchises and and bethesda as well now that you know it's still like pretty awesome that cd project red has ultimately been able to do this with pretty much just witcher 3 so yeah i mean they made a few mobile games here and there but they basically made five games yeah and one <laughs> witcher well, no, Witcher 1 through 3, Gwent, and Thronebreaker. Yeah, which Gwent, Gwent. and Thronebreaker are modest, you know? So, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it does amaze me that, like, the one game was able to really take off. And then, it, I mean, again, the Netflix series helped a ton because there was so many people that just bought that game all of a sudden because yeah. the, they really liked the show. So, 
hey, when people say, why are we making a show about this or a movie about this, this is the kind of thing sometimes where, like, Sega is not capitalizing on <laughs> Sonic at all right now um, on the gaming front, unless you want to go back and if you happen to find Sonic Mania. Uh, That's a good... Yeah, yeah I'm like... Well, Sonic ends with, like, a Sonic, kind of a, a retro Sonic credit sequence. Like when he's right. like, I'm surprised they didn't make some tie-in game with that. Well, I mean, to be fair, they didn't know that this movie was gonna be great. So... But it is sometimes yeah. surprising that they didn't have something in the pipeline, I guess, either. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the Embracer Group, used to be known THQ Nordic, still buying developers. <laughs> they are they are still buying developers, and of course, Saber Interactive, Saber Interactive is um, most recently the the ones in charge of the Witcher 3 port for the Switch, which you know for a while it didn't have the best, um, especially portably, didn't look great uh they have added a patch that makes it look much better um they also self-published world war z which that has its uh, group of fans as well and man embracer paid some big money for saver 150 million dollars which is kind of nuts because they're not like that well known (laughs) right um yeah so it's it's crazy that THQ Nordic is paying like top dollar to have Saber in there, but I mean they're they're really just racking up game franchises for their own, I guess. Yeah, but the, I mean the the weird thing is, is like most of the games don't either they don't do that well or they, I mean. They don't sell well, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, because you're talking about World War Z, they helped on Master Chief Collection. Um, I and... meant like, I meant like, uh, like as a whole, I would say, you know, like right. Dark Siders or, you know, stuff. like Oh, you or... meant like THQ? Okay. Yeah. yeah but I, like, think... I don't mean. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to crap on them, but it's, it's, yeah. it's just like these. Breakfast is okay. I mean, yeah, it's it's modest. Like, it's, like, medium size. It's definitely, like, what you would expect from the original THQ. It's like a double-A developer. Yeah. It's not a... Or publisher or whatever. It's not... It's not, like, the big triple-A publisher money. So... Yeah. Yeah, it is weird that they keep buying developers. I guess they're trying to see if they they find that hit or whatever to really yep. catapult them. Or yep. that'll be the new Saints Row game. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Damn sure wasn't Dark Siders three. <laughs> yeah, but I do appreciate. Or that I... they... Oh yeah, they made it. I mean. I give them credit for that, but it wasn't the game people wanted, and it felt like a weird, uh, like almost budget game. So does Dark Sider Genesis or Dark Sider Genesis also, but that's a totally different project. So, right, but I mean, like I said, it's like really nice that those games can be made because I don't know that 
other publishers I mean, decide to make games like that. Well, it's, publishers now are you know either indie fo- super indie focused or AAA. So right. like those games are like B tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean it's not it's not necessarily an insult, but I mean they're not AAA quality. Uh, but there's still a demand for them, or people still have an interest for them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, and maybe we'll see. Um, you know, and maybe we'll see this uh, become bigger for uh, the Embracer Group. I just just don't yeah. go to 8chan and do any more AMAs I, well, or anything. <laughs> yeah, that, that was always fun. Just stay away from things like that. Please have better PR going forward. Uh, so, some of the uh, other things, kind of big things that have occurred uh, this week, before we, I guess, talk about one last one to, to go on. Obviously, the Animal Crossing Direct happened, so it's the last time we um, did a show. Mark and I are not the most uh, Animal Crossing people. If I pick up Animal Crossing, it will be to uh, play with uh, with my daughter, and like really, that'll be the first Animal Crossing I play and get to experience that. So, I think some of the I... the stuff that they got announced was cool. You know, I don't know if you saw any of that or. Yeah, I never played any of those games. I mean, it looked fine. Like, I think the save stuff's a little weird for that game. Like, the Switch still doesn't have a great cloud save system at all. But, that has, that yeah, has more to do, I think, with the island thing, where they don't want people taking advantage of the clock, and they don't want people taking advantage of the whole trying to get islands on other systems and so, whatever, you know. Who cares? I, I, get, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's like, why? It's a single-player game. Like, that people well, play how they want Well, not necessarily, though, because if you're selling an item and you are able to find a way to, like, make multiple versions of that item in a cheap, in a cheating manner, it it's, hurts the game. So. I mean, yeah, but it's not competitive. It's not so competitive, yeah, so, but it's so okay. If someone's selling some rare thing for cheap. It's like fine. I don't know. It it does mess up that part of the game a little bit. So I, I can kind of see it. I'm not. I'm not saying it's right. I think it's dumb too. They should have a better system. But the fact that they had to come up with a special system they have to make for Animal Crossing is is silly. But I kind of well, get what they're. Like, I mean, I don't like you know. If people want to cheat the experience, it's like fine, let them. Like, yeah, but you don't want that. Okay, they like have that problem with some of their other games. So, so here, here's here's a problem with Animal Crossing. And I actually, I talked to Gens about this because I think he's bought a few of them. They are. It's basically Farmville. You can only play the game for like an hour before you run out of energy, and then that's it. The game shuts down. And it's like, hey, I'll see you tomorrow. It's like, what? Like, what if I wanted to play the game for six hours? Or, you know, uh, I cleared out the schedule. 
you well, can't. I feel Unless like you... some of that is changed with the Switch version. Like, but I mean, it leads to the larger question of why had that system in there at all? I don't know. I mean, then it leads it leads to what you're what you're saying. If people screw with the clock, it's like okay, now it's the next day. I was going to my system clock and go, hey, it's tomorrow. It's like what you know, why have it at all in the first place? Because they want you to do some daily check-in, but it's like it's not. I, that doesn't interest me at all. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, there there is part of that, especially like when the game. If you go and try to boot up the GameCube, if you have the GameCube game now and you haven't played it in a long time, the first thing is, uh, Mister Nook will show up and tell you, "Well, great that you care about your stuff. It's been." however many years or whatever it's been it's been 15 years or whatever yeah <laughs> so it's like i don't need some asshole raccoon tell you know tell me i haven't played my game like well, that's exactly what it's supposed to do it's supposed to make you feel bad it's supposed to make you want to keep want to play every day I, I don't know. but i mean that that's a insulting way to play a game like wow is like that it's like that yeah. i don't derive pleasure from that like yeah. you know in that context at least it's like, are you really going to sit there for an hour every day and, you know, load up Animal Crossing and collect all the shells and, you know, buy a new TV or something for your house and that be it for the day? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I think Nintendo's more cognizant of that people want to play their games when they want to. And perhaps there is less of a time clock on there um, for this one. But again, I'm not totally sure because... I don't know. Um, but what they did announce, I think, is cool that you can decorate uh, this stuff from Happy Home Designer and uh, New Leaf will be able to be imported, which that's neat. Um, uh, you can you can have eight to, up to eight people come and visit your island um, via multiplayer. You can have uh, there's achievements. Uh, you can customize your island layout and the and the placing homes for people so they don't just plop down anywhere. I think that's good so they don't mess up your your town. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure Animal Crossing folks are excited about this stuff with the game being uh, less than a month away now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so cool that you got your direct to find out what's going on uh weirder or i guess not weirder but um ea doing something that i think i have i've never seen another company do uh of banning a streamer of their games and one of their top online players from every single ea game an online service because he rants and threatens uh, staff members and is extremely vulgar to EA. Um, Kurt uh, 0411 Kurt Fennick has, is the one that's uh, suffered this this severe penalty. But man, if you see some of the stuff that he said to EA employees and and how he's berated them and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel this, like it's deserved. This guy sounds like a, is a complete jackass. It sounds like. 
Like, listen. I don't really play... I spent a long time since I played FIFA. I watch soccer. I enjoy soccer. I watch it when I can. Whatever. Um, I used to be... Uh, like, one of those people that played FIFA every year. I don't anymore. Um, I have heard a lot about FIFA 20 is not good. People don't like FIFA 20. Um, there's a lot of stuff that... You know, is not good about it. Like, I get not liking the game and wanting to let people know that you don't like this and whatever but like berating people you play against and then also turning that into a thing against EA itself and and then also turning it against like the employees as if yeah I'm sure I'm sure Sue from marketing you know was the biggest culprit for why FIFA 2020 sucked or something like that <laughs> yeah and he keeps like it's like continues to post abusive and threatening messages and videos about EA employees and competitive players on social media, and he has encouraged others to do the same. Uh, a lot of employees got their Twitter accounts hacked because of his this happening to the guy. Like, again, I totally get being upset about a game that you enjoy not being great or not, or that it could have been better or whatever, but like acting like a total jackass console is yeah. is not the way to go about it and especially if you're a competitive gamer you're a pro gamer it gives pro esports people a really bad name and they're already having a fight to be taken seriously in the first place so you know uh, having a fight to be taken seriously against like all the people that give gaming a bad name by being assholes online so you don't need somebody that's supposed to be a representative of that group acting this way and it's just i mean you don't think it's too severe at all or you're you're totally with the no i well this guy got banned like a month ago or something i think like a temporary suspension Mm -hmm. and it's like okay that might have been that might have been the first clue, hey, tone down your rhetoric or stop being, you know, an idiot. And instead he goes, you know, more overboard. It's like, well, what do you think they're going to do? Apologize and say, hey, you're completely right? No, they're just going to ban your ass and move on. Like, you know, they don't need him. It's not like, you know, FIFA as an esports going to die because this loser stopped, you know, isn't playing anymore. Like, right, because he's... He's claiming that they're trying to silence him and that they're trying to keep him from becoming the number one FIFA 20 player and all this other stuff. And I don't, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, like, I, I totally believe in free speech and you should be able to say what you want. But I think there's a there's ways to say it. It's it's like the whole, you know, we write reviews about games and we get we don't always get codes, but we get codes, right? So, if we go and absolutely trash a game, and maybe it, it deserves to be blasted some, but there's a nice way to say something, and then there's an absolute just, it sounds like you're being an absolute asshole. The next time that publisher has a game, they may not say anything directly to us, but... Yeah. You could just, just, they could say, okay, we're not giving games to this um, outlet for a while. 
or whatever because they keep they they just absolutely ran down our game and that would be their way like EA did of saying hey you know tone the crap down and so if I went and bought copies of the next like three games that they made and then decided to just post articles blasting them because I just didn't like them or whatever well I mean he's like Okay, he, he got banned, so I, I know that the next thing he's going to do is going to create another account, get, you know, use his FIFA co- copy, and start bl- playing again and blasting him again, and then they'll ban that one, and then probably ban his console if they can. And yeah, then they, they tried to ban his YouTube and his Twitch, and I think they were able to, or for a while. Like, I think the <laughs> thing is, also, is it exactly what happened, where his fans went and hacked other people's Twitter accounts, like EA employees, and that's, you don't want that. You don't want people becoming martyrs for him and making it even worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a a YouTuber I watch named, uh, I think his name's Asmogold. His real name is Zach something. He's a very, like a popular WoW YouTuber. And he pretty regularly blasts the game because, you know, especially this patch, like the battle, the this expansion about for Azeroth is like sucked. So he will like routinely talk about like it's completely destroyed the game, but he doesn't like single out people necessarily for their work on it. Like it's not like he's not going like, oh, this writer's terrible, go kill him, or you know something like that. And he doesn't like. He doesn't go completely overboard. <laughs> like, he has some semblance of, you know, keeping, you know, not being sane necessarily, but he just doesn't go crazy like this guy did. Yeah, I just... People, I mean, people bitch about games all the time. But it's that, when you crash a threshold and you become like a 4chan troll or something, it's like, yeah. You have stepped over the line. You should be banned and de-pla- essentially deplatformed. <laughs> like, thank God this guy doesn't live anywhere, you know, where EA, where FIFA's developer. He'd be showing up at the studio or something. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, we see this all the time. Like, I mean, like you said, people can bash a game. We see prominent Fortnite players or whoever, you know, voice their displeasure at this being included or this not, or this put in there that it wasn't in there before or, you know, like when Street Fighter decided to put ads or, you know, Catcom put ads in a Street Fighter and things like that. But it's just like, like I said, there's a way to do it and then there's a way to be like this guy and just be absolutely overbearing and ridiculous with it and he kind of deserves his punishment yeah. yeah he just went overboard and he has no sense of uh like rationality or perspective you know perspective so i mean he'll be back within the next few days flashing them for you know taking away his right or whatever but it's like well how about instead of ranking like a Yeah, uh, agree. Or, or someone someone beats you, you're not threatening to kill them, or you know, the 
Yeah, or or that you beat him badly, and then you take that as another thing to bash EA for, as if so. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, getting off uh, from one bad thing to another bad thing. Uh, GameStop has uh, unveiled another one of their concept stores. We've seen, and these are all in Oklahoma, correct? Yeah, I think so. So we've seen the one where they like opened up more space, and they have like the pop culture stuff in one area, and the retro games in another area, and whatever. They have now shown off the uh, thanks to GameIndustry.biz. The one where they have like it's like a there's an esports area, yeah, in the store. I feel like this isn't necessarily a bad idea because we've seen this at retro stores before where they let you like you know try out the games and stuff like that to try to get you to be in the store longer or just to buy something, right? I mean. Well- uh, I mean, the store—it looks like a uh, land cafe. Or we're talking about the uh, air. It yeah. looks like a, it looks like a uh, Google PC Bang. It's a South or, Korean. Or like Korean the, those uh, internet cafes that they have. Yeah, but yeah. they those don't exist in this country. Yeah, no, they don't. Most people don't. Uh, they don't get, like they don't gain socially like that because we're too much too spread out as a you know a country, honestly. And we. You know, we like hanging out in our room, not hanging out. Well, in our... also, like Starbucks isn't gonna let you just be there all day and game. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like when I went to France, but this is of course like, what was this, eighteen years ago when I went to France in two thousand two, there was internet cafes there, and there oh, was yeah. people playing WoW there. You know, uh, or not Starcraft or whatever. Yeah, it was in 2002, but yeah, yeah. or it wasn't wow then, but uh, yeah, but it's 2020. Like, I I I've never been to to a internet cafe because they just don't exist in my state, or you know, <laughs> they pop up and then they're gone within four months. Uh, like I guess it's kind of kind of neat, but no, <laughs> like. I don't, I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but I just don't, I don't think that this will last too long. Or, you know, the only way I see it lasting is that they separate it off completely. If it's, you know, they just come up with a new name for it. It's not GameStop, because that just that name is too poisoned. I agree with you. I think they, but I just don't think that they would we do without the name. I think that while you say it's too poisoned, I think if you started calling well, it something else... That, that was the weird thing when they killed off Think Geek. It's like, why did, why did you buy it and then kill it off? Like, I, if it's unprofitable, sure. But I would still keep well, that brand They still have Think Geek stores. They don't have Think Geek. Think Geek isn't a website anymore. Right, yeah. It's I mean, not. They, sell the, they may sell the crap on GameStop, like here and there, but it's not like you can you know, go to Google, go to Think Geek and just say, hey, I want a Doctor Who clock or something. They, they don't have it. Uh, so, like, if they want to have different stores, that's somewhat commendable, but I think, like, you have, like, a retro, like, a, uh, PC land store, 
call it something else. If you if they had that retro store idea, I would call that Funko Land. I might actually call it like the the PC store uh, EB Games or like Electronics Boutique. Like have a uh, real throwback. I think they can't because that technically the EB Games in Canada are still EB Games. Or I mean, Software Etc. might. I mean, they stay on that too. Or call you know call it some name. But I just don't think GameStop, you know, people say, I'm going to GameStop. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I agree with you that the name has is, is got a bad rap, uh, especially with the, I mean, what I saw last you... week of the, uh, now they're being absolutely torturous about going in and trading your cell phone. That, that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you get hassled to, to trade in your phone. It's like, what? Like, shouldn't Why would I trade about... in my phone to GameStop? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's weird. They have those key. I don't know if you've been to a, like a Walmart or a grocery store. They have those kiosks where you can like trade your phone in. Yeah. Yeah. You pay money. What? You just drop your phone in there. It's like, what? Right. Who? Like, the only way I see that working is if the phone is stolen. <laughs> But like, who's gonna go? Oh, hey, I bought it. I bought a loaf of bread, some cheese, and hey, I'm gonna drop off my iPhone at Kroger or Walmart. Like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I'm just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's like doubly weird to think of a GameStop. Like the guy, you know, the clerk hassling you is like, hey, you have an iPhone, right? What what model? How much memory? You know, how old is it? It's like, leave me alone. I just want to buy this game and get out of here as soon as possible. Well, and it's bad because it's like it's sad that like the reason they're doing it is because they might lose their job tomorrow if they don't freaking sell get you to freaking trading the phone. Oh, uh, yeah. I was gonna say I have a real sad story about that. There's a local chain up here, kind of called Disc Replay. It's like a used game and DVD store, and one of the locations went out of business or was going out of business. Uh, because like the rent got raised up dramatically and they just couldn't afford it, so they had to liquidate everything. And I went there like one of the last days when everything was like ninety five percent off, and it was like it looked like a you know it was like the clerk was like yeah everyone got fired like yep this will be GameStop soon enough I think. <laughs> Damn. Uh, well, I mean. I- went through your own store liquidation. I mean, how sad is that at a certain point? Yeah, I haven't even gone to, like, one of my... I have a store that's really close to me, and then I have one that I used to go to. I haven't even gone to either one since the announcement to see if one of those are going to get... Yeah. uh, You know, taken out. Yeah. But... I mean, I I think we talked about it. I don't know about where you are. There are four GameStops within, like... A six mile radius of where I am, and it's nuts. It's like, who? Why do you no, have? You this? haven't seen. You haven't seen if one of them has a closing sign. No, they're all area? they're all still open. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Because I'd figure the ones that would go out first are the ones that are in really close proximity to each other. Yeah, there are yeah. like there's like one GameStop kind of far away. It's like five miles away, but there are three GameStop. There's like two that are like essentially like next to each other like they're like one's like on one road and one's like a mile on the other and then like the other one's like two miles further down the road and it's like what <laughs> yeah just hopefully don't be that douchebag that just goes in there and starts laughing about oh, 
well, y'all aren't going to oh. have a job anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, not you. I'm just saying, like, there are people that do that that don't. Well, yeah, even at that disc replay store, I felt bad for the clerk. I mean, that's a good store. It wasn't their, I mean, it wasn't their fault, but it's like, man, this sucks. I'd yeah, like... there was a game st- there's a GameStop like two stores down. It's like I'd rather have them go to business than you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've had some terrible practices in the past, and it's hard to like. And then like that's the thing is they went from having terrible practices to like lately they had been kind of okay to oh now we got this guy that's predatory again, and they're making yeah, well, us they... see predatory, and it sucks. Like. I think they have the current president of GameStop was like an old like, oh, uh, pet boy CEO or like some like automotive CEO, like automotive part CEO. He thinks like that somehow translates into games, and it's like no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's a different like, mindset. No, yeah. like I went to Pet Boys once, and I'm I've never gone to them again uh, here in uh, Miami. Because I went to do an oil change and the dude freaking charged me like forty more dollars to rotate my tires without telling me, and putting something else on the car without telling me. And he goes, "Oh, this is the package that we offer with the oil change. Um, they make me do this." And I'm like, "Dude, you just charged me forty dollars that I didn't sign up to pay for." And I was like, "I'm never yeah. gonna come in here again." So, yeah, good luck. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I mean, Tower Kingdom might charge me a little bit more, but at least they make me sign oh. something, and they only do exactly what I signed. And if what I and if they find something else wrong with the car after I signed something, guess what? They're they're on the hook for it. This guy, uh, he didn't he didn't do Pet Boys. He did uh, he he was the president of Advanced Auto Parts. I mean, same thing. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, why why would you think that translates into game? You know, games like it doesn't. Well, it's, it's still retail, right? Um, I mean, not, yeah, but not, one, yeah. I, it's not it's not bad to like have a different background, but I think it's it's like you said, it's to have this idea that like you need if you understand anything about gaming people, I mean, it's it's not much different than other any other people. Any, most people don't want to be bothered. Right, most people don't want to be hassled into buying something, um, and much less with when it's in a store and you're already there buying something. Like, yeah, I don't want to be told. Oh, I, I mean, I get uh, like the pre-order thing doesn't really bother me because you kind of understand that that's their, that's how they make money, and and you know, especially now with like the more and more that physical games go by the wayside. Um, the trade-ins and stuff like that may not matter as much anymore. But, like, when you're telling me to come to a gaming store and a, you know, I guess toy store now because they have so many other collectibles, whatever, I don't come to GameStop ever thinking about wanting to sell you my phone. And unless you're going to tell me that I'm getting a way bigger, much more money back for my phone than Best Buy or the other phone companies, which I can use that phone to trade in towards a new phone that I'm getting from that same provider. What's the point? 
minutes yeah. to, to, to save you from getting your ass chewed out when you shouldn't be getting your ass chewed out over a freaking phone? Like it's it's just stupid well, to me. Yeah, GameStop currently has a deal where it's like buy two, get one free on all retro games. And I have right. some spare money, so I'm like, hey, I mean, I there's certain games that I like to grab. Let's see if they're on there. And it's like, they aren't. Like they're listed, but they don't have any copies. Mm-hmm. It's like why? Why do you? Ha- why are you listing these games if you don't have copies? Like why don't you just take them off? Because <laughs> you know if they did it with the SNES games, they go from like three hundred games to like a hundred. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, it's, it's crazy, you know. And also, just walking into GameStop is like the most like I don't know about the ones down there, but they're like the most like sorry experiences up here. Because, like, games barely make a dent anymore. Yeah. Like, I remember... Oh, gone. Well, no, you're right. In that, like, people buy so much digitally now that it's really... I mean, that's why they were, at one point, like, stores were inundated with Funko Pops and collectibles and other things. What do you mean, at one point, they still are up here? (laughs) Well, no, they still are, but I'm saying, like... I almost felt it like got... I almost felt like it felt like the games just got pushed further and further and further into the back of the store. Oh yeah, that is it. Like they, I, they just released like a new Samus or Metroid like gun arm for Samus that you can like wear or you know stuff like that. And it's like, all right, I guess <laughs> this is better than a Funko Pop, but I still would never really buy it. I mean, like, when I was big into the Pops, like, I thought it was, it was nice because you could go into a GameStop and find ones that were not being made anymore or whatever because yeah. they'd sit on those shelves. But I felt bad for some... I mean, I, I met one of the guys that was like a... You know, he was... They'd switch him around to some of the ones that I went to and I met, you know, when I was working at UPS, I actually had to deliver something to his house. And I was like, dude, Oh, you're the GameStop guy. And he's like, Oh yeah, I remember you, man. He's like, and, and so we talked for a while and I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry about what's happening with GameStop. He's like, dude, I knew it from the minute they started making the store more about Funko pops and, and Power Ranger toys and and all this other stuff hey, that we were going down, like Power Ranger Power Ranger toys still still are all right in my book. I'm sure you've seen the new light up Dino. Yeah, the Dragon Dagger. I may pick yeah. that up. Depends on how good the quality is. And and I was like, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I feel bad. There's a uh, there's a streamer I like. I think I think his name is Trihex. Like the various games, but he did like a nine-hour stream. This was like a few months ago, where uh, him and his old manager at GameStop, because he used to work there, just talked about GameStop. You know, about how bad it is, or like you know, they worked there for like you know a few years together, and it's like holy hell, like there sounds like a nightmare working there. <laughs> yeah, it's always sounded like a nightmare working there. I remember when I was. Until I started hearing some of the horror stories, like, you know, going on YouTube and and watching the videos, 
I wanted to work there so bad because I thought it was like a place where, you know, it's cool. Oh, it's gaming related and you can be in there and talk to people and all that stuff. And then you realize how much of it's like almost like a freaking sales job, but you're at the store and not oh, yeah. over the phone. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to work here. <laughs> yeah. Like the first thing I had, a, I had a friend in college apply there. And the first thing they asked him was like, how, how do you feel about upselling people? And it's like, I, back in high school, I used to work at a Blockbuster video, and it was mm. the same practice. Like you, you know, someone going through the checkout lane, it's like, oh, have you signed up for Total Access, or have you, you know, is there anything you'd like to, any concessions you want to buy, or anything you want to like place an order, or stuff like that. It's like, people just want to leave, get their video, and leave. <laughs> right, or, or have their question answered, or you know, know what the trade-in value is for this thing or whatever, you know, like, it's, it's insane, uh, the, the crap they have to go through, and I feel bad for them, uh, yeah, now, but, yeah, I, I, it's gonna be I, a sad day when you can't walk into a GameStop anymore. I, I just wanted to, you know, hold on. No way, I was going to say, I want. To, I, I just want GameStop to at least do one Funko store. We walk in, it's four old-ass CRT TVs, you know, a NES, two Super Nintendos and a Genesis hooked up, and a bunch of games, and some guy he goes, hey, what do you want to play? <laughs> and that's it. That'd be great. Let's do it. Because that's how old GameStop, that's how old Funko lines were. Like, they had, like, yeah. four TVs in the front. They had, like, newer games. And then they had at least, like, two or three old, like, TVs in the back for, like, if you wanted to try a certain game, you could just tell them to play, you know, put it in and play, you know, play it. And that was it. <laughs> yep, back in the day. Now you can't do that. Now it's all demo disc, and if they even have a kiosk there at all. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean demo disc? It's just, game, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just like a little bit of thing where you can watch videos yeah. Of, like trailers of the game you can't even play anything right so it's just ugh, whatever so yeah but it, it will be a sad day where you can't walk into a GameStop anymore um and and, and you can't just enjoy like physically being in a place and looking at games on a shelf like that without it being like a Walmart or or where you're there for something else you know, uh, yeah. So it's like, hey, I'm gonna pick up, pick up some Coke and Cheetos, and hey, I'll get to pick up a uh, Fire Emblem on the way out. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Or let me see if maybe this game went down in price. Or yeah. Something. Whereas, like a GameStop, you kind of already know that there's been a price down. drop. Well, you know that it actually could surprise you that it did go down. Um, yeah. But. You know, or that they're having one of those buy to get one free and you find a few games that you're like, oh, man, I kind of want to have been been waiting to play this game or something. And oh, I can get it for free if I buy two other ones or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, not going to be a, a great day when that when that finally comes to pass. Uh, but OK, finally. Uh, talking about, oh, damn, I forgot to talk about this actually because I didn't have it in the doc, and should have been something we talked about way earlier. Uh, but uh, what do you think about all these 
uh, Sony and uh, well, basically Japanese publishers except for EA dropping appearing at shows because of the coronavirus. I think it's like ten percent actual fear and ninety percent garbage, or ninety percent they just have nothing to talk about or show. Like that virus, like most people. Even if they got it, they're not going to die, assuming they're healthy. Like, it's becoming like some weird paranoia or, you know, weird hysteria thing. It's like, slow your roll, guy. Calm down. I don't know that it's, I mean, I get that part, right? I get what you're saying. There, It's just like the, um, was it the mayor of Boston that told someone, yeah. like, hey, let's not make this thing more than it is? Um... And come back and, like, let's not have this stereotype of East, you know, you're making a big stereotype of, you know, Asian people now here. And it's one case and it was a young guy that they have secluded. It's not like, you know, he's just walking around everywhere. Um, But, like, I get it because, especially for Japan, you have to go through all these different uh, international airports. And you never know who you're yeah. going to run into, who has it. What if you get... I mean, people get sick going to these shows anyway. Like, because people are... Oh, yeah. I mean... People, pack, people are nasty. Like, like the like, PAX Plague. Well, the PAX Plague or, you know, stuff like that. Or, like, you know, getting uh, pink eye from the, the VR headsets or stuff like that. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, okay, you've got to think about if you get sick with something... And somebody thinks it's the coronavirus and it's not. And you get stuck here now. Well, then Sony's responsible for that worker that got sick. You know, and then what do you do? And and also, like, if you're you're coming from a country that's used to having free health care and then all of a sudden you got to pay, you got a big ass bill from a hospital and you don't live here. I mean, what the hell are you going to do with that? Like, is so... Ignore. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I know it's... Yes, you can just ignore it, <laughs> but I was just saying, like... But, it, but it's just, like... It's stuff you don't want to deal with. So I, I kind of get it from, like, Capcom and Sony and Square Enix's perspective on that front of... I mean, look, they're even thinking about... there. There's talk today. The number one trend on Twitter was... What are we going to do if we have to cancel the Olympics? You know, um, so and this is a very real thing, especially in Asia, where they're not handling this the best. Um, yeah. You know, uh, now EA deciding that they don't want to go. I don't understand when you're like, what, four miles from where GDC is like nothing's going to happen to you. I mean, like, I get it yeah. if you don't want people from DICE coming or so, some of the uh, European countries, but, like, you wouldn't send your local team there? That's weird. Uh, but, yeah, I, just, uh, I don't know. I, I think, um, you know... I'm not, I'm, well, yeah. I'm not I, saying I, people shouldn't, like, save or, you know, be at least a little mindful of it, but it's just like a really weird hysteria that I'm like, no, people, get a grip. <laughs> Especially yeah. if you live in the area. It's like, 
how many cases, unless like half the team is out with it or, you know, dead because of it. I'm sure DICE and GDC will be fine. Well, yeah, I mean, DICE happened and DICE was kind of a four. The, it became this. Yeah, yeah. But GDC or like PAX East or, you know, whatever. Right. Even E3, if it keeps going the way it's going, uh, could start getting affected. So uh, that's going to be interesting, too. I mean, Sony's already not going to be there. Uh, but if, if they knew ahead of time, that's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were supposed to have Last of Us at both of these events. So, I mean, they had something that they were going to be showing people. It, uh. It'd be funny if this is all part on viral marketing for the last of us too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if this keeps going, if it does wind up affecting E3 where people don't go. And then I think that's yeah. even a huge bigger deal. I mean, obviously Square Enix could, I mean, I think the conferences, they don't have to be there for those. You can just do a direct and you can still have them. Yeah. But, but like, like not being one... on the show floor, it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, they could have, they could be on the show floor, just have someone there with a bunch of TVs running, you know, Last of Us, and that's all you need. <laughs> you can put that kind of bubble suit if you want. Uh, wasn't there one event or like one Sony thing where they, like, it was like they had like three screens and they were like shuffling people between like between them all. Like yeah, three that was stages the last. Um, the last E3 they did. It wasn't great. Yeah. No. no. That's where they realized we don't have to go back to E3 because that was crazy. Yeah, even the people there were like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, that was them trying to provide some experience and it was like, okay, this is way too much like we don't we don't need this. <laughs> uh so okay, finally, um this is probably the oldest of all the news but whatever. Um Eli Roth is going to direct the Borderlands movie and I feel like it's like appropriate and also weird and maybe it'll make it a good movie. I, don't know. I like Eli Roth. As a I feel like I feel well, well, I feel like it's appropriate cuz both of them are kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, like what, like, I like Kevin Fever, and I saw Hostel in the theater, and I kind of liked it. Oh, so um, you're, you're the one. It, like, I, mean, I like I it more I than actor. The, I didn't go see the second movie. The first movie was enough, but I, I, like, mean, I like him as an actor. In Glorious Bastards, that's kind of about it. <laughs> I think it's like. It could work for Borderlands, right? I mean, uh, they both just... have abrasive personalities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, it could work. I mean, and I feel like him working with Randy Pitchford to be right up there <laughs> with him too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this could this could work out to make Borderlands feel like Borderlands at least. I don't know that it's gonna make it great or anything but well I'll wait and see I guess I mean I can't it, wait I can't wait for the guy who did the green inferno to do borderlands <laughs> well 
I mean, he's he feels excited about it. He wants to bring his own ideas to the thing. So, like, I don't know. I feel like he could make the the movie fun, and maybe it'll have the, much the only writing. thing. The only thing that could actually top this is if Zack Snyder said, "Hey guys, I'm doing a Duke Nukem film." <laughs> oh my god. And then you know we were true. We are truly in hell. Let's please never give him that opportunity. He's too busy gaslighting people about a stupid Justice League cut. Just I still see people. I still people see see people on Twitter going like, "Oh, release the Snyder cut." It's like, yeah, because I'm sure his ben version Affleck is just way better. Yeah. Um, he's a, yeah, he's a much. Say say what you will about Josh Whedon. I'm sure, uh, you know, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League is going to be way better than his. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's just quickly go on over some games uh, to look out for. Uh, Mark already talked about the Mega Man Man, uh, Zero and ZX Collection. Uh. So, stuff that hasn't uh, come out yet. Um, so, action is coming to the not Switch. Yeah, it's not uh, a ton. <laughs> yeah, not a ton. Uh, Under Hero comes out for the Switch as well, which is one of the games I'm I'm waiting to hear back on. I really like uh, the way it looks. Um, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 14 comes out on Friday. All right. And um, Blood Roots also comes out this on is, Friday. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, this is old. This came out last week, actually, but that Bayonetta Vanquish game, or mm-hmm. pack came out. That's that's out Bayonetta. as well. Um, and uh, for... Oh, Go ahead. Space Channel 5 VR came out. Oh, yeah. The kind of funky news flash. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> Has a weird ass like I name. Got, like, well, yeah, it got bad reviews also because it's really short. Like that it's game, Space Channel Five is Yeah, but you want a game longer than forty-five minutes. Oh, Jesus, forty-five minutes. I mean, Space Channel by itself was only like an hour and ten minutes or an hour and twenty minutes of that. But yeah, this new one's like 45 minutes. It's only like four stages. Well, okay. But like, if you're used to those games being short. I don't know. No. I, I mean, that that that's too short. Or I mean, especially if it was like $10, then yeah, that's fine. Not 40 Oh, wow. Oof. Sega, you're charging a little bit too. It's Sega, right? Yeah, the thing like okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Sega. That's forty bucks, and it's Sega. You're charging a bit too much for that. Way too much. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus comes to the West next week. By the time we're doing this show, and Murder by Numbers, which is a game I'm excited about, uh, comes out um, March fifth and sixth, and also the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon remake comes out. So, yep. Definitely will be Can't wait. playing me some Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Uh, so, yeah, and then, like I said, 
not too long from now, we'll be talking about Neo 2 and will be the show 20 will be coming. Not that either one of us is going to be playing it, but maybe Randy will come on to talk about it. Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Bleeding Edge, Half-Life Alex. Man, it's it's coming. That crazy time is coming. Get ready, folks. And of course, Persona 5 Royal at the end of the month of March. So, which I'm That's sure Mark and Jens will speak for like two hours about. So, yep. uh, but okay. Uh, thank you uh, so much. We don't have a. Uh, sorry, we don't have a topic this week because it's kind of late already. Um, our, our topic. Hammering on about GameStop for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't. Some of these topics I was not expecting us to talk that long about, but we did. So hey, uh, that's good. Um, I'd much rather have us like actually have conversations and not feel like we have to hit some time clock with each each news bit. Unless there's like nothing to talk about, then you know whatever. But um, thank you for listening. I appreciate everybody that got through the whole hour and almost two hours. and uh, Or, you know, if you're just punching in on, on the time code, I uh, appreciate that as well. You can always subscribe to get whenever we drop a show. We, we've been trying to stay consistent with this Wednesday morning time frame. And, yeah, you can, you know, leave us a review. If you like as well on whatever podcast place you listen to, go visit that WTMnet.com and we'll see you next week. Later, Later. everybody.